UK. Broadcasting around the world. Around the world. You're listening to the Mike Drop Club. Hosted by Douglas Hammond Message received. Message received. You do not need to know what you need. What you need. Just engage with the podcast feed. Just engage with the podcast feed. Providing weekly insights into cool stuff we've read, saw, did, or heard about what made us say, wow, eureka, damn, nothing is off limits. If it motivates and inspires you to reach your goals, then it shall be discussed. Featuring guest interviews from high performers and people of influence and weekly awards for the best mic drop moment. This podcast is guaranteed to leave you pumped up for the week ahead. Don't just live life, make life boom. How you guys doing out there? Another Thursday, another beautiful day. Another opportunity for me to bring to you another special, special guest interview. And I've been blessed. I'm I'm supremely honored to have Jonas Freud from Sweden, who is a competition pro athlete to come and break down some of the sciences that we need to acknowledge when it comes to our mental health and also how our physical health affects our mental health in, in, in order for us to achieve um, optimum health and positivity to enable us to achieve our goals. So it's a rather roundabout way to just say this guy deals with the holistic view of motivation. Okay, taking it from deep philosophical teachings from the East to the actual, what you need to do as a competition athlete. And I will let Jonas explain some of the bits and pieces that he's been doing. Okay. As well as um, taking a look at the digital side, how the IT technology, and when you combine all of that can help you to make more informed um, decisions about your life. Okay. So with no further ado, I'd like to welcome Jonas Freud to the Mike Dob Club. Jonas, how are you doing? Thanks for asking and thanks for having me. Uh, I'm feeling great. I mean, I'm uh, grateful every morning that I actually wake up and can make it a great day. So thank you. Brilliant, brilliant. And um, it's not often that we get a pro athlete that is not only a black belt in Taekwondo. Okay. Something, hopefully I'll pronounce that correct. Okay. (laughs) But also Mm. somebody that, has able to um, trans translate some of those principles, some sort, some some sort of that discipline into the realm of mental health as well. Okay, so how 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 did you approach that journey? Yeah, my journey in uh, Taekwondo started in 1990. That um, my first coach came to my hometown, a small hometown in Sweden to open up a Taekwondo club. And I was about 15 years old then. I've been doing like soccer and uh, the tennis and uh, the normal stuff in Sweden. Yeah. When I grew up, but as, um, as long as I was know that I was adopted from South Korea, I've been uh, like doing some stuff uh, that some was missing and uh, the martial art was the one of the piece that so, um, I'm missing. So I started and from that day I was hooked in the lifestyle of like 
Asian martial arts. Yeah. So for me, it became a lifestyle within all the knowledge and wisdom that the Eastern have well, given you, experienced. Yeah? Wow. Mm. Wow. And, and for myself, um, I, I love martial arts. I, I, I love it. Um, but then my background into the arts was only through the, the, the movies that were coming out typically you know, the early Jackie Chan type of stuff. But then I did try a bit of um, judo in my um, early years. And I found that fascinating in the fact that I, I thought I would be spending more time with the actual moves. <laughs> but I realized quite quickly, there's a lot of um, philosophy and there's a lot of inward um, preparation that you need to go through that I wasn't prepared for at the time. So I, I, kind of like swerved into the football whereby I just knew I'd just kick a ball and run around. So uh, I, I salute you on that. So in terms of you finding out about Taekwondo um, and you realizing that this is it for you in terms of giving you the right sense of um, balance and, and um, giving you back some sort of um, positivity. How was that um, taken by your peers, by your parents? Were they pushing you and supporting you on that journey or was it something you did by yourself? Uh, no, I mean, uh, my longer story about uh, how I grew up was like um, uh, when I was three years old, I don't remember that, but my parents told me, they taught me the meditation, the way of meditation. Okay. And, uh, the first experience that I, I remember is when I was six years old, I was about to go out and play with my Swedish friends for the first time. Mm. And, you know, a group of boys, uh, meeting and one boy, he like just said to me, damn, what ugly you are. And, um, our guy just hooked on that one sentence and said, Hey, Chinese go home. Mm. And, uh, my reaction was like, yeah, cool. That's your opinion. But I know who I am and truly, so I'm, I'm a great person. So it didn't affect me, but it should normally when you're untrained. Yeah. So it was kind of first meeting about the bullying, but you know, the guys, they understood that it, nothing gonna affect me. Brilliant. So, yeah, you so we became really good friends after that one, but it was like a, a kickstart in my life about what's coming. Brilliant. 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 I like, and I like that the whole, the fact that you had this shield, emotional shield, um, psychological shield that your parents had instilled in you since for, um, in terms of the meditation. Um, when I, when I came to, um, the UK 1977, I came as a refugee fleeing a war torn Rhodesia at the time. And I was bullied for many, many years and I had no way of dealing with that. And the funny thing is the symmetry is some of the people that bullied me in my early years ended up becoming very close friends to me in the end. I think just because of my personality, I was fortunate enough to be very um, talkative and very uh, person centric anyway, as a kid. So, um, but the funny thing is I wish I would have had some sort of um, resilience training, some sort of way of me being able to channel some of that negativity, some of those comments and turn them into something positive. Because I think that picking up, picking up those skills early helps you to build not only resilience, but it now enables you to take that 
take those comments and build upon them to move yourself forward. And I feel even to this very very stage, there's some bits about the way I think that I can really, really reflect back to, okay, this must be coming from when I was a child. So now I salute you on that. So the meditation, was it a simple form of meditation or was it one of the uh, more traditional forms whereby you were uh, um, stay, stay, um, sitting reflecting on, on now for longer periods? Yeah. Um, my parents uh, told me about like the technique uh, they showed me on that one. So for me, uh, they explain it's more, it's like to, like you said, it's a basic uh, built up. So you just need to know the basics and then you work on that. So it's uh, making a good foundation. Yeah. Foundation. yeah. So, I mean, it was pretty easy, but it's like you said, reflection and uh, questioning. Uh, you know, we talked about a lot of like, what is true? Is that true? Um, like the guys told me, like, I'm ugly. Is that true? Mm. No, it is, isn't. Mm. So, so it was like, um, they built up like a, lifelong uh, training platform for me uh, even if, when i became like a teenager then they like yeah of course accelerate or mm. more a- advanced to d- dig deeper uh, in your soul so it was about the muscle res- relaxation and the brain um capacity to go down to like transcending down. So it's different of techniques. So nowadays I use uh, several different techniques depending on situation, depending on the day. So they taught me what they learned because they were curious about the Eastern wisdom about meditation and that's why they adopted me when they couldn't get any biological uh, kids by themselves. Well, that's that, that's a beautiful story, and the fact that I salute your your parents for doing. And that. I want to add that what I teach my own kids nowadays. Yeah. So when you teach the kids um, the meditation, is it from a, a basic principle of meditation, or do they? Yeah. Uh, okay. Fine. So what does that look like? Basic. So I started with my own kids uh, when they were like 10 years, nine, 10 years. Then we started. Okay. So in that one, what would, what would that actually look like? Um, just, a, just a brief example of how you teach a young child. So I know a lot of listeners there out there have children and they're probably thinking, how would you teach meditation to a 10 year old who wants to run around the, the house and mark doing all crazy yeah. kid stuff? Mm, I taught them uh, actually we started to i was curious about who do they think they are i started with that question who are you well that's a big question yeah but you know it's on the kids perspective perspective so i start with that question Mm -hmm. and they answered me and they said yeah, I'm Nelly, uh, the name, and I'm going to school. 
So it was like traditional answer. Yes, I can. I, when I can, you're yeah. untrained, exactly. And even I, if I'm doing on adult, this <laughs> answer the same question. I'm Jonas. I'm CEO. Mm-hmm. I do like that. Yeah. So then we start to talk. Yeah, that's what you're doing. And my question was, who are you? And then we we continue. And then one day she understood. Wow. Because... We were talking about how is it to grow up? Because if I started early, uh, I didn't want to start that early that my parents did. Because here in Sweden, you are based um, on um, who you are when you grow up until like kindergarten. But when you start the first day in school, then you're based or graded on your performance. Yes. Yes. So yes. That's why I wanted to wait until they were like nine and ten because then they have some years in school also. That's something that yeah. they do and they're they're proud about doing the meditation, or is it something that is their secret weapon that they deploy? No, I mean um they are like uh proud of it, of course, because yeah. now especially the older a uh, kid, she's 12 now, so she's been training two years and uh, her little sister is 10. So she just like started. Mm-hmm. And uh, for example, I mean, if they wake up one morning and they feeling like no power in the body, and, but still she is like going to try to go to school mm-hmm. and I uh, start to ask why because I'm getting stressed and pressed mm-hmm. um, because of the grading, the because pressure. of the performance. Yes. And then we are talking about same question again, your body telling you something, you know, you're smart. Mm-hmm. I know that. And she, yeah, what do you mean? No, but I mean, if the body even can't get you up off bed, how do you have, hell do you think like your mind and body can get the knowledge from school? Yeah. Yeah. And then she's like, no, you're right. Uh, I do my uh, meditation and relaxation and uh, get back to sleep actually. Mm-hmm. And the day after she wake up jumping up from the bed. So she got that feeling. Uh, she got that experience that it's, it doesn't work to like stressing through the life. Sure. So in terms of Swedish um, education, is it very pressurized? I know in the UK, we do have a lot of exams for children. And- yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's worldwide. I mean, I have friends all over the world and uh, I think it's the same. When you, before you went to school, then you are like a freely living, creative uh, kid doing stuff Mm. and the first day in school everybody is like based on the performance yeah so i think it's uh because before my kids grow up i mean i have friends who has older kids that's same Mm. so it's been for a long time and you know the the numbers in sweden with um, the unhealthy numbers is increasing 
every year. That depression, is that depression high in yeah, Sweden? De- depression, anxiety, um, suicide thinking, like, you know, because of the school system is pressing them yeah. to perform. And, you know, it's the group pressure. I mean, as you heard about the story, the first kid starts, the second one follow up. Yeah. So yeah. the group continue. Correct. But we, we are like trying to encourage our kids, me and my wife. I mean, it doesn't matter how goes. Make your best. That's enough. The most important is that you know who you are. Yeah, that that sense of identity is so, so important. And you see that in teenagers who go through that same period where they're trying to find out who I am, but it's like a shock to their system. They've never really been able to think about it from a younger age. So only now when they're becoming into a woman, into a man, and the the voice changes, the physiology is changing, it's dawned on them. And obviously the way society treats them, like them, who are you? You might have this internal view on yourself, but then society also has a view on you. So building strength from you being able to be confident in who you are is the, I think the, the best tool to support young people becoming young adults and adults because they'll say, I know who I am. Society might have labeled me this, that and the other, but I, I'm not like that. I'm like this. And, you know, I'm really um, pleased you're talking about the meditation. It's definitely something that I'm going to look into more more closely at. It might be too late um, in terms of bringing the children up into the meditation route because they're mostly no, teenagers now. No, it's never too late. No? No? Good, no. good, good, good. I'm going to get some tips from you. And obviously, if you if you so kindly can share some of those tips as well, I'll add them to the show notes for, for this session because I think it's very, very important that the foundation for everything you do is the most important thing and building somebody up from the ground up, from the soul, from the internal out to the physical is, is a right way to, I think too many times in the Western world, the Western philosophy, it's all about externalization of things. You are what you own. You are what you are wearing and all these things. So when somebody typically says, I am say Douglas Hamadiche, you know, I'm a successful blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, there's all the outside things that, typically people will mention opposed to, you know, who the person is identified as in t- inside, who is that real Douglas Amadish. People don't really um, deal with it and um, appraise it in, 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 a, in a mature way. Is there a connection between yeah. the, the, the mind kicker and the meditation? And if so, how did you transcend it and or link the two together? Uh, yeah, uh, because... I know my, uh, why I am on the, this planet. Uh, I know what I supposed to do. Um, and that is to help people to eliminate the all unnecessary stress. And, uh, for that, uh, mind kicker, uh, my, my company together, uh, co-created with a mental trainer is that the society's uh, business uh, environment becoming so um, also based on performance. And in Sweden, it started with 2010 Mm. when I was working with people 
from the Swedish Employment Service. But I supposed to work with unemployed people to get the next job. And I realized that they got sick leave because of stress related symptoms, they mm. said. Mm. And in Swedish system, the doctor is like um, confirm, yeah, you are too stressed. So I, you can go to sick leave. But when I understood uh, stress has never been dangerous uh, for me, it's the lack of uh, recuperation. And that's in the martial art or pro athletes uh, world. You can be overtrained. Yes. You need to relax and recuperation for real. So, so the same I understood when I was coaching the people to, they didn't have any motivation. They are like no identity anymore because they were unemployed. As I said, the most people uh, present themselves what they're doing. So that's their identity. Mm. So I started to do mental training on that people and try if it's possible to, to change from unhappy looking for seeking for jobs mm. to be happy to seeking jobs. Yes. Yes. And I, I made it. So it was a really good concept. And then I realized that, that the society that is nowadays is not a good society for my kids to grow up in. So I wanted to make an effort to, to do what I'm meant to do. So I met my colleague two years ago mm -hmm. and uh, we clicked uh, as soon as uh, like an afternoon, we had decided the company name and the concept. Which is fantastic by the way to combine it's not unique things that we combine by together it's totally worldwide unique so we we combine mental training together with martial arts we are heading to a castle together with a real world champion in a sport brilliant yeah because our like tagline is like um train with a world champion to become your own world champion. And we using the digital technology also, because it takes a long time for a personal coach to, to learn and know and read the athlete. Mm -hmm. So we're using the digital so we can monitor you and we can go through the data that is stress uh, indicators where you get stressed. As I told you, stress is not dangerous, but it's dangerous to keep it in your system. Yes. So that we can discuss, like if I'm monitoring you, I can uh, tell you after a week analyze, ah, every morning between seven and eight, I see that you get the stress uh, hitting and then you can say, yeah, because I know what I'm doing between seven and eight. And we can just discuss, uh, for me, it was my kids, you know, dressing and feeding them. Yeah. So then I 
with that knowledge insight, I can uh, readjust that one. So I asked my kids the night before, can you help me to choose clothes? Empowering at tonight? the same time as well. I like that. Yeah. And instead of this morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they loved it because they got the, um, the responsibility. Yes. So they woke up happy because it was real relaxing for them also not to be under like choosing close morning. So that's um, made me a lot of more energy saving. Sure. So that's one simple thing to use the Western technology together with the Eastern wisdom that I said. Brilliant. So in terms of the, the digital tools that you're using to capture these um, metrics, for example, your stress levels, yeah. what does that look like? Is it an app? Is it? Um, yeah, it um, here in Sweden, it coming from a, a Swedish uh, stress science, uh, also as a doctor. So he was working at the hospital for the patient who came with a pressure on the chest mm -hmm. and he monitoring them with ECG, yeah. ECK. Yeah, ECG. E ECG. Yeah. Yeah, ECG. And you know, you need to be there like a half day or day. And then he just uh, get the result and he said, this is doesn't look good. Mm. Ah. I know. So he was realizing also after like 15 years, like, Hey, it's too late often when they coming to me at the hospital. So he quit his job and started his own company with the technique okay. uh, of uh, ECG. So now you can wear it uh, daily okay. as a pri private person. And then you get all information and insight of when you get distressed and he combined the IA technology. So the IA coach, he reckoned uh, if it's uh, physical training, because the symptoms is almost the same, that your chest is breathing high. Yeah. Are you stressed or are you physical exhausted? And then you just answer, I'm physical exhausted. Then he knows. Uh, on that algorithm, but um, yeah. it's physical training. Yes. And then, is it not? It's mental. Okay. Okay. So, so, so there's a so, science behind that. Yeah. And that's uh, more like as a coach in the sports world, you follow your athletes so long and you get to know them. But if I work as a professional in the private sector, then you you need to make it a little bit uh, clear um, so I can like prove so you really believe in me. Otherwise, I can already tell of your body language and uh, everything on that one, sure. how you actually feel. But your, your answer will always be, I feel good because not many people say I'm not feeling good. Exactly, exactly. And too often um, when we look at mental health, for example, and say you go and see your doctor regarding your mental health, typically the doctor will ask you or the physician will ask you how you've been the, for the last few days. And it's very hard to explain that. Even if you keep a mood diary, 
it's very hard to do that whereby every day you write down your thoughts and your feelings. Okay. Because it's not really uh, mapped to physiology. It's not really mapped to your pulse, temperature, blood pressure, all of these things that you're combining together to make a more holistic view of what this person is experiencing. So therefore you can then make, you can actually then say, okay, fine. Yes. I might've been feeling a bit down, but it's because of say work pressure and it didn't really affect me in terms of my heart rate increasing. You might've thought it did, but when you actually have the evidence to support that, the fact that your, say your pulse is increasing, there is a sign of anxiety. Sometimes people think that they are becoming extremely anxious and then because they're thinking they're becoming extremely anxious, even before the body is responding to the anxiety, the body then will then become extremely anxious. So something about um, empowering people to truly understand what is happening from, from a biological aspect, as well as a mental aspect, and then making insights out of that will definitely add value in this space of mental health because as a mental health nurse myself for over 15 years, I can, the amount of conversations I've had with people around anxiety, um, stress, as you said, and the inability to channel that stress into, into something productive and they end up turning it inwardly on themselves and having this negative self-taught, self, negative self-talk to themselves is, is really one that's damaging. So the, the whole mind kicker philosophy um, I like it. Um, I just want to say another thing. When we were talking about the meditation to the kids, uh, one thing I want, I want your opinion on this. I was taught a long time ago. Um, my dad's a very um, strict disciplinarian. So everything has to be in order. And he told me that the human race, as we're all part of, is literally a race, a, a, an actual race. And the way you look at it is one for athletics, for example, 100 meter race. We spoke about Usain Bolt the last time we spoke. So I thought I'm going to pick this one up. So when you start that 100 meter race, some people won't, when the, when the gun fires, some people won't even start. Yeah. Their reaction is too slow. Some people will react too quick and they get disqualified. Yeah. <laughs> Understanding that, um, the brutal truth that all of these tests that young people are going through is because for some reason we have lost our touch, we've lost our sense of being human beings and now we're actually now racing. So who does the best grades def um, defines your success in life, not based upon your, your character, character as a human being, how loving you are, how entertaining you are, what great art you do. It's just literally the guns firing and some kids are not ready for that gun to be fired literally in their life and start, start sprinting. Everybody develops at different um, speeds and we're all in different lanes in our life, you know, and assuming that a 14 year old or 15 year old doing examination is exactly, is at, is at, is at the exact same point in, as everyone else in their class, I think is, is wrong. People grow at different, different um speed as well so that just wanted to get that one out there and have your view on it i mean uh, my perspective on uh, that when i'm listening is like um i think that's one reason of the workaholic in the adult world 
and that's why they can't look through the glass uh, of what's important. And I think it's accelerating in the younger age. And that's why my mission is to help the young adult uh, as soon as I can. I, I'm looking into like grade five. Um, Which is what? How like I, my, five? My, because like uh, to build up a good foundation in the future when they grow up and be adult. Uh, because I think it's generation, takes a generation to to change the like behavior and the, the doings, the making of it. Because I meet a lot of people nowadays and they have the knowledge uh, about mental health, what to do, but they don't do it. Mm. Mm. So, and then it's very scary to deep dive deep in your heart because that's what I'm doing. I in for the adults, I can take one, 100 cases of clients that I met that is like carrying the, the truth and truth mm. so long, mm. but they not reevaluate that truth that they heard when they were, 14 teenager and carrying it until adult. And then you often can see the behavior that they sending it out to the employer or if you're an employer. So it's a bad spiral um, to, to get that one. So I think on that one, we need to stop and uh, to work harder uh, together with the school system uh, worldwide and also to the company world sure. to make it a better place actually to, to live on. And, um, that's the, I think the mother nature says to us now, it, what is important. Correct. 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 And we had a previous conversation and we spoke about, um, where you spoke about, um, when, when everybody goes on the mat, they're, they're scared that yeah you know, so um can you talk a bit more uh, we, i mean we are born scared yeah Sc what everybody tells like uh, when we used to live on the savannah yeah everybody should be afraid because that nervous system is like a stress hormone and that makes you survive yeah but if you don't recuperate that then you die literally yeah yeah literally so if you look back i mean they were like hunting uh, like 25% maybe of the time. But the rest of the time, they were like laying down in the cave and uh, recuperate to be able. But I had, uh, I think uh, I, I have one good story that I'm, I'm uh, heard about a very wise coach I had. It's just about the ice spear. When you've been... Uh, hunted for by an uh, ice bear. Uh, ice bear, yeah. Your bear. Heart, yep. Yeah, your yep. heart pumping up yep. and you're running to survive. Yes. And you will survive. You will su survive two weeks because then it's like standardization, your heart pumping uh, frequency. And then after two weeks, you, you're killing the ice bear or the ice bear disappears mm. anyhow 
if you don't take care of your heart after that two weeks, the heart thinks that's the normal beating uh, frequency. Yeah. Yeah. So you need to make a choice to get back to the lower heart beating frequency or the body thinks that's the normal. And then you get another ice bear coming for you and you raise your heart beating again. Yeah. And yeah. that's how the stress in like our society thing works. I think, well, my knowledge, but you need to take care. But it's um, mostly thing that I have bumped into in my life nowadays. It's like when it's um, scary to take on a problem or challenge, you're lazy. You're born lazy. Mm. You get back <laughs> often. Yeah. Or it's very like unmotivated and so on. So, so I am, I have my, um, my own thoughts about that. Like people need to do more action. And it's like not so much talking now because we've been talking for like 10, 20 years about the mental health. Yeah. And for us, we can see when you do the, we can see the effect as soon as you t start to adjust your life um, to together to the monitoring. Everybody tells us the result is like better, whatever it has to be. If they are anxious or they are anxiety, uh, anxiety or depressed or unhappy anything in life mm, mm, mm. so you make the small adjustment every day yeah, exactly you but say it's like so you, you can't you can't, you can't yeah you can't do it once a week i mean i met a lot of i mean i love yoga but i met a lot of clients who telling me i'm doing yoga mm. three times a week one hour yeah but when we're monitoring you, you're holding your breath when you're cooking six o'clock <laughs> dinner. So that's what I mean. Like my martial art is like a lifestyle. It's like 24 seven. Brilliant. Brilliant. But for most people it's like, yeah, that's three hours a week on the yoga mat. I'm perfectly balanced. I know breathing. I know all the positions, but the, 23 hour but 23 hours hours that's so like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that then they like yeah you're right Jonas yeah, yeah I need to <laughs> do a little bit more so I mean step by step yeah that lifestyle so I'm very thing. Th thankful for having me on your show and I hope I bring uh, some uh, some inspirational to to make something every day I think you have, and I know we're very short of time, so I do appreciate that you you, you taking time out of your morning um, for this session. Just one very quick thing, if I may, in terms of the discipline side of things, so you, you can get that consistency so change can come. As you were talking about the yoga, I'm doing three hours yeah. a week. How do you actually, as a competition pro athlete, any tips on the the the, the rest of us, how to build that discipline. It's to make, um, 
it's every day, the small thing. And I, I actually, uh, I mean, making the bed is a good example. Mm. Make your bed every morning. When you accomplish that, yeah, that's a really good start in life. And that's what I teach my kids. Make your bed every morning. Wow. Wow. I don't know. That has to, that has and, to and then you take the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Could you start for a quick dishwasher yeah. every day? You got two things. So you just fill up that doing. And you build and you build and yeah. you build. And the discipline is like you said, when we talked about the meeting system today, like there are creating more meetings, uh, longer meetings, but as Usain Bolt always running 100 meter, he cut in time. Yeah. So we cutting time for like groups who has meetings in the society. So time is money yeah. and time is what everybody wish, but they don't say they don't have. So we give them time back Correct. to be fo focused and disciplined in the meeting rooms because many people are not in the same room as the meeting is going. Yeah. So they're thinking ahead or they're thinking backwards what the meeting got before. Yeah. So like I teach them like some small tips. It's like we talked about when you have a high shoulders, you are tensed. Mm -hmm. So I can see that on you mm -hmm. because of the meeting maybe. So I make some uh, exercises to take down you shoulders and do some breathing exercise to optimize your brain function. So you actually make your meetings on shorter time without doing any special. Brilliant. 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 Yeah. And how can, how can everyone get hold of you, Jonas? Are you going to leave your details for, for me to share with the audience? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody who's interested, uh, they can uh, email me, Jonas at mindkicker.se. Or they can call me and I I'll give you my phone number. Or, be careful with uh, that one. <laughs> taking the digital meeting like this, uh, like a Zoom call. I love it. Uh, I do coaching uh, online. So oh, it's brilliant. Uh, brilliant. Cool. brilliant. And, and again, I would like to thank you. And the, your approach in making your um, the people you coach, the heroes, I really like that. I didn't pick up when you said it, but I really noted that that you said you can train with a with a competition athlete, for pro athlete, so you too can become a pro athlete. So instead of sometimes these coaches, um, it's about themselves. You giving back and you're empowering the people you coach so that they too can achieve what they want to achieve in the, in this world, which is which is beautiful to hear. Beautiful to hear. Yeah, so I, I hit actually two flies because if uh, adults uh, hiring me, uh, I give back to the younger uh, kids. Yes. So yes. everybody is uh, uh, responsible to to make it uh, happen. So if the adults hire me, I give back my time to kids to feel it better because that's the next generation of adults. So thank you very much for having me. Thank and you very hopefully much. this is only part one. It is. This is only part one. You heard it right here from Jonas's mouth. So I'm going to hold him to account. Okay. So infinity, infinity is the, 
McKee. Oh, oh, brilliant. 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 I salute you. Mic Drop Club salutes you. Have a fantastic day. And we're sorry we took you out for the morning, but we'll catch up again soon. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out micdropclub.com and get the show notes and useful links. Subscribe to the podcast. Don't just live life. Make life boom. Boom.